It's a delicious last course. Oh, the delicious last course. One can eat their fill and still stay until the delicious last course. It's a delicious last course. Oh, that delicious last course. It's our cakes and pies and dozens goes oh my for that delicious last course. Oh, Miss Chalice just wants to be just as real as real can be. With the wonder tart, she can then take heart and fall to the bakery. Chef Salt Baker has a plan, the best tart maker in the land. If they're expedient, the ingredients. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Cuckoo Attack episode 29. I am your host, Chad Hembrock. With me, as always, Patrick Hughes here. As and well our, as our chief friend. <laughs> so we've got some uh, some updates for games we've been playing. We've got news on the Super Mario Brothers movie. Our uh, our opinions on that. Um, some PS2 VR news, uh, as well as a quick recap of Game Awards, as well as our betting is spectacular for the Fantasy Critic Game League. Um, betting special that we did earlier and then uh the main topic will be easy to remember what's that <laughs> i make that name very easy to remember <laughs> the betting spectacular <laughs> um but uh, big news here we're gonna talk about our top five games played in 2022 uh not that they came out in 2022 but games that we played in 2022 uh there might be Our some overlap there but yeah. um but yeah let's get into it quick so we're not doing a two-hour podcast tonight so <laughs> with that said games we've been playing um do you want to go over this you want to start uh yeah, yeah i can get us rolling uh at least with a couple games we multiple of us have been playing like it finally arrived i had ordered this game over a year ago, it was a game that was only to be released physically, and that was that weird Demon Throttle game. Yeah, the game is awesome. <laughs> yes, and it's definitely best played uh, as a co-op game. Um, in fact, I think it's almost impossible to beat if you try to play it by yourself, but <laughs> at least to get the true ending. But uh, if you ever heard of this game, it's basically like one of those like vertical scrolling space shooter games except instead of a spaceship you're like a cowboy and a vampire yeah so <laughs> um in it, it's kind of like a, a akari warriors but without the uh like diagonal shots that you'd get with like a rotary stick um which is how that game was played in the arcade um uh, there was a bunch of snk games like that there was a, the akari warriors games there was a gorilla war was one um, I had that on NES. I loved that game as a kid. Um, but it's kind of like that. Um, there's some other ones too. Even like the first Metal, uh, Metal Gear was kind of like that vertical scrolling, going through shooting stuff. But um, but yeah, so that's what it's like. Um, four stages. Patrick brought it over to my house, and the first time I played it, it was just so much fun. Like it, it definitely scratched that retro itch, but had like enough new stuff going on to make it feel like refined and not like broken it didn't it doesn't feel like a broken like 8-bit game it was just fun i don't know it felt it felt really really well it, done really tight controls and just interesting like if, even every time you play and lose like it unlocks something new and different although sometimes it's like <laughs> unlocking harder <laughs> difficulties and you're like why i 
I don't need this game to be harder, but okay. Yeah, like, for example, there's, like, a mode that'll start enabling, like, weather issues in the game. So basically it makes it harder, like, randomly on a level. You'll have, like, a snowstorm, or you'll have wind and rain, or you'll have rocks falling from the sky randomly. Like, um, it, well, every level has its own unique weather to it. Um, mm -hmm. but it would just be random if it was on or not. Um, and then there'd be like random, like, um, like speedy demons where everything's oh, like way worst, yeah. faster. And it's just like, and even like, there's no way to control it. It's just, once you unlock it, that's what it is. So, um, obviously the more and more you play it, you get used to it. Um, Patrick and I beat it. Mostly due to Patrick, because he usually cleans up all the the slack, <laughs> picks up all the slack that I uh, <laughs> when I when I die either right before the boss or at the beginning of the boss. But um, but no, it's a lot of fun. It's it's a really fun game. We we beat the we beat the game, uh, but there's a second ending. We we got the bad ending. Yeah, we got the bad ending. There is a second ending that we. We've gotten like I think we were only a few hits away from getting that ending, we must but have been so close. we were really, really close. But um, we haven't been able to do that yet. But regardless, um, the game kept us playing it over and over again, trying because that's how much fun it was. So um, we will be talking about this game later as well, well <laughs> as a <All> spoiler right. alert. <laughs> and then another game that both me and Chad played, which may be part of the discussion later, but uh, we've been playing God of War Ragnarok. Yeah. Um, we can just yeah. talk about that one later, I guess. Like, yeah, yeah, we'll it, save it, that for later. Yeah, I'll just say, you know, like, I'm sure if you've played 2018, you're waiting for this, and you're playing it now, and, and it's it's more of the same in a good way, so <laughs> go, go from there. Um, and the last game we all played, which was kind of a surprise announcement from the Game Awards and with a demo available now, we downloaded the Forspoken demo. Maybe out of curiosity. <laughs> I love that Sinish is upset that we were talking about this. Oh, we have to talk about this. You just want to be negative. No, this was important research for our Whatever. fantasy league. Okay, okay. Well, me okay, and Chad so, are the same opinion. So, so who played it first? I did. You did. Yeah. All right. So, so let's let's go over in order. I think it's going order of who of who played it first. So I downloaded it, uh, booted it up, and um, wasn't really feeling like the story or just like little intro cinematic I was playing. I was like, whatever. Let's get to the game, and then. Like walk ten feet to an enemy that has these weird pop-up tutorials, and then I'm like pushing the buttons for the combat. It's telling me I'm like this feels bad, and I took a few hits, and I'm like, no, I don't like it. Turned it off, uninstalled it. <laughs> that was my experience. <laughs> I was like, nope, I'm out. And then uh, I believe Sadish was the next one to test it out, and then have a very different opinion. Yeah, I found it perfectly fine. I mean, the tutorial is extremely lacking. It just gives you, like, really basic movement. Um, and basically, like, push this button to shoot and this button for something else. But, like, I actually like, spent time playing the game. 
instead of just quitting right away. And um, some of the controls are a little bit are intuitive, but um, I did have to go into the setting, not the settings, just like into the you know normal menu, not the settings menu, but like you know inventory and all that stuff, just, you know powers and whatnot. And I actually like read what everything does, and fig and um, there's some stuff on th on in the HUD that they never explained that I was like trying to figure out what they meant. So once I got all of that down and I knew what the powers did, then it was fine. Um, it's the, if, I don't know if, if, if uh, Patrick and Chad got this far, but the, yeah, uh, the gameplay or the fighting appears to, You know, you're. How should I word this? Um, you, the goal obviously is to take down your enemies, but also to do it in, you know, in a somewhat stylish, speedy fashion. And uh, it gives you a score um, after yeah, you beat like a bunch a of enemies. Bit like, uh, Devil May Cry or Bayonetta mm. or something. Uh, I right. feel like those games are a little more satisfying based on. And, uh, yeah, and, and on and, the like combo yeah. action. Yeah. And based on the, you know, on how well you did, I mean, as as the game sees you doing, uh, you gain more experience and more, like, resources or or other somethings. Um, yeah, there's actually a, quite a lot in the demo uh, if you start, like, exploring the area. And I only played it about, like, an hour, an hour and a half. And uh, I only, I already unlocked a few powers like different ones and uh yeah it, it it's got potential um you're 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 kind of put into the demo at a at a higher level than you probably start at so i think that's that's the main problem there because you're not like introduced to your powers you're not you're not living with them right away you're just like here's a whole bunch here's a huge you know set of power sets and just play and you're like i don't know what to do so yeah. if you put in like I don't know ten minutes to just like read everything, then you're good. No. <laughs> <laughs> so so I st so I got your guys' text and there was the, the differing opinions and I was like, all right, well I have to try this now. Yeah, um, Chad had to be the, the determining factor. <laughs> so I, I loaded it up and I, I actually you know I played it on on not the normal TV I game on so. Right away, I was definitely having issues like reading the the text on the screen. It was like super small, and there's no accessibility options to increase it. You could turn on um, closed captions, but you couldn't adjust font size from what I found in the menus. Um, I even ended up changing the system font on my PS5, and that didn't affect the game at all. So um, that's just one thing. Um, I know. Some people, I typically don't do that because I'm playing on, you know, a 100-inch projector behind me. But um, this was on a 55-inch TV about 20 feet away, and I couldn't read the text on the screen. And, you know, like, yeah, I wear glasses, but I had my glasses on, so I still couldn't see it. So that was just, like, my first, like, instant takeaway. I was like, oh, so I got up and, like, started squinting and, like, reading what it was telling me to push and everything. And Because um, there's definitely one point, like Patrick said, it you freeze 
like when an enemy pops out in the beginning of the demo, it freezes and gives you like a little pop-up window. And it's like, push this. And I was like on the couch, like pushing what I thought it was telling me to push. And then I got closer and was like, oh, it wants me to push that. Cause it was so tiny on the screen. Um, so anyway, I got through that and it was like, you know, push X or circle to, to parkour around. And I was like, all right. So I started kind of doing that and it, it just felt weird. I don't know. It didn't feel like fluid. And, um, but I, then I started kind of experimenting, jumping off things, and I did notice that I could start scaling up a mountain, which is always something since Breath of the Wild. I've always, like, I liked being able to go anywhere. That's one of the, been one of the biggest complaints in open world games. Um, and this did let me do it, but it was very janky. It was kind of like, huh, 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 and you'd freeze, like, halfway through, but then you could, like, jump again. It was kind of like you were... It's kind of like you were cheesing it almost like you were going up and just kind of getting stuck on like a polygon and then being able to jump again um, But you know all said I could do it and I was like all right, that's fine And then I you know my the attacks was just kind of like the same like hit R1 a bunch shoot magic stuff uh, it's kind of annoying to me with the like the the like like I told Patrick earlier, it's like this stereotypical like Arabian Nights like genie sound like doo -doo 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 -doo. like every time you threw magic and <laughs> it was just like getting kind of old and annoying. Um, I don't know, I just the, the controls, the camera felt laggy on my end. If I used the the left stick or the right stick to move the camera around, it felt like it. I couldn't get it precisely where I wanted it, like without hitting it three or four times. Um, and then when it came to the combat, um, combat was okay. Uh, it wasn't. It, it did feel kind of like like uh, bayonetta or something like that. Like you could dodge, roll, and then you're like just you know shooting hordes, and you could lock in on them just like in God of War. You lock in with the right stick, and then you could like focus and um, stuff like that. But I actually played it up to the point. There's like a like a big witch or something on a bridge. I don't know if you played that, Sadish. Like, is that where you got no, to? No, I was exploring. I found like okay. a like a cat shrine and like a floating cat with a unicorn. Yeah, up. I just found like yeah. a hut with a bed in it, and, like a water, like a water garden or something like that. It was like mm -hmm. the first thing that was like you run into, and then yeah. But then like I don't know. I was I was trying to do the parkour stuff, but then like I jumped off the bridge expecting to like. I couldn't tell what was my health and what was like my parkour energy. Like I was having trouble like figuring that, like figuring out what was what when I was doing it. But again, I was also I could barely see the screen because everything was so small. And um, but yeah, I just I played it a little bit more. Just kind, I did jump to the bottom of the bridge and like I felt like I took a big hit when I did that. And then like my energy regained and I just kind of explored for a second and I was you know that's when the camera kind of became too much and I was just like ah, I don't think this feels good so, <laughs> so um, yeah I also uninstalled and hid from library so I don't see it anymore because I have I don't think I'm gonna play that but it just didn't doesn't interest me either I don't know like Patrick I and I stop you from picking it first in your fantasy league please <laughs> so well, Patrick and I also talked about like we I kind of remember when they um he, he mentioned it about the um, when they were pushing like the voice actress um, in the trailers last year 
like they were just like really really hard pushing on the voice actress and like i've always been a like i feel like when games do that when they try to like push like a certain person being in the game it's typically a red flag for me and it's been pretty pretty true honestly in the last like year or two with games that we've looked at with like review scores and in our fantasy league so you know they don't typically get the best reviews um so i'm kind of that's kind of my my golden rule is not not to pick up those games or play them but um i don't know it didn't really i remember when he mentioned that i do remember the trailer i remember just being like eh like it was just kind of like normal girl gets magic powers jumps around between like cliffs and does i don't know i just didn't i'm not sold on any of the concept or like what, what 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 am I supposed to find engaging here? I don't know. Yeah. No. I don't know. But that's, you know, that's a demo. Don't know if the demo is going to be the final product, of course, but... Um, that comes out next month. So. I, say the big, I say the biggest thing for me, though, was just the way that, like, everything felt kind of laggy. And maybe it was playing it on the TV upstairs. I did make sure I was in gaming mode before I played, just to make sure that there was no, you know, input lag. Well, I, I said to switch it from... Uh... Yeah, you did mention that today. From quality to performance mode, because yeah. it has it has three settings. It has like, like the full quality, which is 4K, and then ray tracing, and then performance mode. Mm. And I tested all three, um, and the 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 quality and the ray tracing does drop your your frame rate, probably to like locks it at around 30. Yeah. But performance is definitely the way to go. As with as is with most uh, games. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what it would have done on auto because like I don't have a 4K TV, and I mean the ray tracing's in the PS5, so that's whatever. But yeah, but regardless, like I mean, you know, I still I don't know. That was like probably my biggest complaint. Other than that, it's probably just not a game for me. Um, but you know, just based on what I felt playing it, I was kind of like, eh, I don't know about this one. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, that's a that's an uninstall for me. <laughs> but yeah, two uninstalls and uh, it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> it has potential. <laughs> yeah, it has potential. I mean, it's it's, uh, it's just a demo right now. Yeah. So just a, just a demo that's one month out. Yeah, that's true. It's like what uh, January twenty fourth or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty close. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah. It's like 30 days away. I don't think it's going to change much in that time. Not likely. It's I mean, probably... this, these, these demo builds are usually like... That's true. Sometimes like they... Much farther ahead than anywhere near, uh, near the completed games. Yeah, yeah. So... Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. So... Um, Alright, I guess so that covers what we've all kind of been playing. Um, I guess this next game, uh, Sedish is also currently playing. Um, I played the 2018 God of War, um, tried to knock that out before Ragnarok came out, so um, I, I kind of been playing it on and off for like two years, <laughs> but I just, I only played like a couple, I played like a few hours and then put it down and never got back into it, but then finally made that decision to, to go back and get into it, and uh, at first I wasn't really into the story, but then it finally just started kind of like pulling me in and I wanted to know like you know more about Kratos and Atreus and 
you know, then all the lore with Mimir and all that stuff. Like, I just wanted to start picking it all up um, the more and more I played it. So, um, I know Sadish is playing it right now, so um, I know he already kind of knows the story and everything, but um, it was good. It was really, really good. I liked it. Um, I was glad that I was able to finish it right before Ragnarok. Um, I mean, you have, like, I struggled with combat at first. Um, but eventually when, you know, got yelled at by Sadish for not parrying, that kind of <laughs> angered me, but then made sense and then <laughs> kind of changed my, my tactic on a lot of stuff. I started taking a little bit of a step back and going into fights a little slower rather than just, you know, balls to the wall, going in, trying to melee everything. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I did really like it. Um, I think the the credit scenes and the ends were like super long because like that last that last part patrick's like oh you probably have like two hours left and it was really like 30 minutes of gameplay and the rest was just kind of like walking <laughs> but i mean that's the thing these these new games like i i haven't played a lot of games like that and they're they're basically the game's like just a massive movie it's just it's presented very well uh, the cinematics are beautiful. The, everything's shot very, very well. Like it's it's all presented to you beautifully. But it's um, it's almost like a seventy thirty movie to gameplay <laughs> and like dialogue because a lot of the time you're just kind of on a path going unless unless you start venturing off into the side quests, which you know that's when you get more. I feel like more gameplay out of it. But if you just follow the main path, I feel like it's more of just kind of like, you know, you have your, your boss battles, your mini bosses, and a few puzzles. And then the rest of it's all just kind of presenting that, that massive story to you with some quick time events and everything, which is fine. I mean, it was still, I still enjoyed it. So, do you have anything? I, I, I sometimes like the side stories, even as much as the main story, just and how like seamless it is, how they tell it, like how they can pick it up and drop it at a at a whim. Yeah. And if you're like rowing in your boat or uh, kind of walking around between little adventures. So. Yeah, that was always something that I, I noticed too. Like like you said, you'll be in the boat and they'll be telling a story and then it's like they'll be like, oh, enough about that. But then as soon as you get back in the boat, Atreus will be like, so what were you saying about blah, blah, blah? And it's like, oh yeah, they were talking about that. And then they they pick yeah. right back up so it's really it's really well done like i love the dialogue the characters like i loved all the characters in the first one and then like it only got better with the second one in my opinion like a lot of the, the dialogue and stuff um i don't know and like kind of the personalities of the characters developed and yeah but we you know we'll talk more about ragnarok later but um yeah it's just i really liked it i'm glad i finally finally got to experience it and i experienced it for free so <laughs> being a ps plus member is great <clears throat> so for not having a ps5 but do you have anything to, to add sadish like i know you're in the middle of playing it right now no um yeah I mean, i'm it's still a lot harder than you thought it would be who me <laughs> yeah well you know me i i tend to play games on super hard difficulty from the yes. beginning anyway um but yeah, um, ooh, the difficulty wise, I don't know. <laughs> I, I think remember. the thing about it is is okay. You're, you you were comparing how, it to 
Star Wars Jedi, right? Right. So, Star Wars Jedi, uh, Fallen Order. Yeah. That was, um, that was difficult. Especially because it's like a, it's like a Souls-like kind of game, gameplay, you know, fighting. So, God of War has a tiny bit of that in that, you know, you actually have to, like, pay attention to your enemies and, you know, and sort of, you don't bait them. You kind of just, you know, you you parry or whatever. You know, you need to keep track of how they're, what attacks they're using. But, um, I'd say Fallen Order was one of the hardest games I've ever played. Um, God of War, something about God of War. I think it's just the fact that Kratos is not fast. No. So, so it, that, that really, like, irks me a little <laughs> and i think that's one of the reasons why i expect him to be fast so i always you know parry too slow or you know move out of the way too slow or dodge too slow so that so i've definitely died a lot more in this game than i'd say any other game ever yeah i i can agree with that like i had a lot of like i i feel like Parrying sometimes, I feel like, I don't know if it's just me, or if, like you said, he's slow, like, my timing is just, like, way off. Like, I'll see the yellow circle come up, and I'm like, oh, and I hit it, and it's like, I'm already getting hit before it even oh, tries to do well, it. I'm I like, have, uh, I, don't have, I don't have any problems with the yellow circles, it's the other attacks. The ones that don't give you the yellow circle. Yeah, yeah, I mean, those you, ones, like, you kind of have to read it, like, yeah. It's funny, I really like the way Kratos feels and his kind of slow, bulky movements. Right. Maybe so, that's me as a, like, Donkey Kong player, but I like <laughs> that kind of, like, heavy character. Oh, yeah, that's the thing. I'm not a big fan of the heavy character. That's why, yeah. like, I, I never got into, like, what is it, Killzone? Is that the one that's for the PlayStation? I never got in, I never tried the Killzone series. But I've heard, you know, I've heard good things about it, and I, I tried playing it. And just the dude is just like boom, 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 and lumbering. And I'm like, oh, I can't do this. That's why I love games like Destiny or Fallen Order because like the guy, because it's it's quickness. There's, yeah. there's a quickness to every action. You know, it to me, it's I consider it as responsive. Like it's yeah. responsive to my inputs. So when they're slow, it's just like get get over there already kind did, of deal. And it's just that <laughs> the impatience gets to me. Did you unlock the blades yet? No, not yet. So, so that's when I, I unlocked. I haven't the... even gotten up, gotten up to the top of the first mountain. Okay. So when I unlocked yeah. the blades, that's when I enjoyed the game like way more. Like I feel like because the blades just kind of give you that like whip effect around you, so you can kind of like when you've got hordes coming at you, you can kind of just like turn the like you hit the left stick and just kind of like spin and just kind of take everything out for a second to kind of give you some breathing room, and um, that that definitely like helped with that um yeah i don't know that was just one of my yeah like that, that completely changed it for me like <laughs> i kind of forgot i had the axe <laughs> once i got the blades but <laughs> but the axe is definitely better for like heavy attacks like if you need to like break like armor or like you know fight somebody that had like a rune to count on them or something like that it would definitely it's usually faster to use the axe but but yeah, I don't know. I, I really, I liked it. I liked it a lot, and I was glad that I was able to knock it out before Ragnarok. And 
had a little had a little breathing game but there i played a toem which patrick and Siddish both played before me um i liked it it was fun nice little chill puzzle game taking pictures um i should go back and just 100 percent it because it, it was kind of a fun chill game and uh it doesn't seem like it'd be too hard to platinum and um yeah, and I think I, I I think I had like sixty or seventy percent of it done anyway, just from the main game. Um, I tried to take pictures of everything I saw, but you know, as I went through, but I, there was definitely and, stuff I missed. And and there's the three uh, little expansion island that they released for it too. Yeah, so you have okay. an extra world to enjoy. Cool. Yeah, I have to check that out then because it was really good. Um, don't I did not put it on my 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 top five. Um, but I did enjoy it. Um, it was uh, it was just kind of that filler game because like I beat Ragnarok, I beat God of War like a few days before Ragnarok came out. So it was kind of like, what do I do next? Oh, this is like a game I can beat in a night, sort of thing. So, but yeah, good, good filler compound game after raging. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> lots of raging, yeah. lots of raging. So. But I'm just happy that my controller survived both God of War games. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> uh, so. so. Alright, um, so a few other games I've been playing real quick. Um, I finally, after all these years, after playing Final Fantasy VII Rebake, went backwards and played the original Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> and it was cool. I actually really digged it, you know? Um, it was kind of weird and surreal playing as these, like, chibi polygonal versions of them. <laughs> like, it was very rudimentary or basic compared to what the remake achieved. Like, I'm so glad the remake exists. <laughs> the original still had so many interesting ideas like that entire game is just like weird idea after another after another and it really keeps your interest going in that sense um and i will i also just thank god that uh this version included a fast forward feature so i did not have to write watch sephiroth blow up the entire solar system multiple <laughs> oh times my god yeah so i played it on the original PlayStation 1. Me too. Yeah. So I had to live through that. I, I can only imagine the pain. Of oh that my pain. goodness. That that alongside uh, uh, using the Knights of the Round Summon, which is the longest summon ever in, in, in Final Fantasy, I'd say. Don't take my word for it. I only played Final Fantasy 7. Uh, 10. Yeah, and I did it. Well, <laughs> so 13. So, but like, oh, yeah, that it's a lot of just sitting and waiting for Sephiroth to pound <laughs> you into the dust. It's funny, man. Like, I, pl I, I played it and I beat it on PS1. I had a greatest hits copy. I remember buying it at Target because, like, I was like, yeah, when I had the, the greatest hits copy also. Because, like, as soon as those $20 PS1 games came out, I was like, Yes, I like jumped on it. I was getting like a bunch of these games, and uh, I remember like playing it nonstop. I remember like I remember 
spending the night at like my mom's friend's um, house. Like, like I don't know. I think my mom went out like with her friend, and I stayed at her house because her parents lived there, and they were just gonna like watch me with her kids. And I just remember like bringing my PS One so I could play Final Fantasy Seven with me, <laughs> and like, and I remember playing it there. But and I remember like taking it to my grandparents' house and like playing it like in the dark all day, like literally like in the basement, no lights on, playing it all day. Um, I remember like beating a, a disc in like a day and coming upstairs like eight hours, nine hours later and just being like, <laughs> it was dark downstairs all day and then I came upstairs and it was nighttime and it was just like the weirdest feeling in the world. But like that's what I remember of playing it. I don't remember the game. <laughs> like I remember like the, the like intro, like what you play in Final Fantasy VII Remake, like that initial like, you know, power see like when you're going into the generator or something like that i remember that part but um but yes those, those were the really just impressive parts i'm sure like for for its time yeah and then of course you know when when what's her face gets murdered by Sephiroth. like i remember i remember that of course because like i remember when it happened i was like oh my god what what like <laughs> just yeah, I, I want it was crazy because there was like no <clears throat> reason to suspect that was going to happen when I was playing it, even though I know it happens, but I was, like, trying to get in the mindset of, like, if I was playing this for the first time, like, yeah. is there any clues or anything? I'm like, no. No, zero clues. No. Yeah. The thing is that, like, when I played it, I put a lot of time into to Aerith. Yeah. So it was, like, she's for her to just, like... Too. Yeah. Huh? She was such a good character. Yeah, I, I mean, like, she's a freaking yeah. healer. Yeah. So I spent a lot of time keeping her on my squad and leveling her up for that to happen. So it was not only did I get emotional because of what happened on the screen, but I got emotional <laughs> just because of how much freaking time I spent on her. Yeah, right in the belly. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, it's just, yeah, I just think it's funny. Like, you know, that was the only Final Fantasy game I ever, I ever played. Um, I mean, I think I tried like Mystic Quest, and I tried maybe Final Fantasy two or three with my friend, like as kids. But like, let's be real, like playing RPGs with friends like back then, it was kind of like I could do it now. Like you know, I've done it like streaming with you, playing like Mario RPG or you know um, Paper Mario stuff and Earthbound. Like I can totally do it and watch you play. Like I watched you play Chrono Trigger and loved it. But like back then, I couldn't stand just sitting there watching somebody play something. It was just not for me. So, anytime we had like sleepovers and played RPGs, I was just like, no, you can you can play your own thing. I'll play my own thing over here. Like, like we had two TVs set up and we'd just do it that way. Or I'd play Game Boy, or you know, we like take our computers to each other's houses while we played other games. But um, but yeah, Final Fantasy VII was always like the only one that I actually like got invested in and you know loved it I, I did love it and i was like super excited for eight and then didn't like eight and then then was super excited for chrono cross and then final fantasy nine and then just kind of like played like hours of both of them and that was it <laughs> like never <laughs> never finished them because i think by that point i just started getting sick of like the ps1 loading times and random battles like yeah. that got really tedious just like you take two steps and you hear that disc spin and it go and it's like no 
<laughs> I just want to get to the town right there. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. it's definitely a different time. Definitely more of an action RPG person. So. Yeah. Like, Chrono Trigger was the first RPG I ever beat. Like, start to finish. Like, like it was, probably, it was the first one I ever played. And, like, got sucked into the story and loved it. Um, and then Final Fantasy VII was the second. And that was really it, honestly. Like, I never beat an RPG after that until probably Paper Mario and Earthbound. Like, within the last three years. Like, just because I, I would I would play. I played Final Fantasy X. I played that up until you had to play Blurt's Ball or whatever. Blurred Blint's Ball, whatever the hell it's called. I hated that. Blitz I was, Ball. Blitz Are you Ball. kidding me? I hated I, it. I, the, my game, my, yeah, my gameplay stopped <laughs> at Blitz Ball because that's all I ended up playing. Yeah, I hated it. I don't know. I, I just horrible at it. Couldn't control squall or whatever his name was and like, yeah squall was like flipping around and i was just like i lost i hate this i'm not playing this anymore and like yeah. but but then too like you know that game came out when i was in like 11th grade and all i was doing was skateboarding and playing counter-strike and like i was stoked for ps i was you know super excited to play final fantasy 10 and that's why i started playing it but then once i started getting to the points where i wasn't having fun i was like ah, i'm just gonna go play counter-strike now and i'm gonna go skateboard I'm, i don't care and i just put it down and never touched it again <laughs> no but that was a good rant for final fantasy 7. sorry that's all right <laughs> but yeah no, it was a cool game and i was surprised how much i ended up caring about these little polygon characters so they did a good job making you care for these characters good good story <laughs> all right and then i played a bunch of like kind of spooky ish games for halloween uh the only one i kind of want to mention that i thought was pretty cool that surprised me was this game called dark although it's spelled with a q i don't know if that's like german or something but <laughs> dark <laughs> but basically it's kind of a very tim burton aesthetic it's all black and white and kind of like almost claymation-y looking um he plays this character in like a black and white striped shirt who's bald and he's like walking through all these kind of like nightmarish landscapes but it's a kind of like puzzle platformer and that you like walk along the walls and ceilings to like navigate these environments and are you walking puzzles. along like shadows and stuff is that what you no 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 like it's a very 2d side-scrolling game but all of a sudden you'll be like at a ledge that goes like 90 degrees down and instead of falling you'll like all of a sudden the camera will rotate 90 degrees and you'll gotcha. just be walking vertically huh okay yeah and they come up with some really unique kind of navigational puzzles it's more like the puzzle is more the environment than the actual like finding puzzles within it it's just like how to navigate it which is cool um and it comes with some really kind of fun scares too like <laughs> i don't want to spoil too much i'll just try to describe one but there's like this one puzzle that you like have to get this ball into a hole by like rotating the whole puzzle and it kind of like falls around and you're like okay that doesn't seem too hard but then all of a sudden the camera starts spinning around and you can't see the puzzle anymore you're like oh wait wait what am i doing and as the camera's rotating you see this other figure like slowly 
approaching you. I'm like, oh my gosh, I gotta solve this puzzle before that figure comes to me. Oh, stop spinning, stop spinning. I can't, I need to see. Oh no, my gosh, it's so close to me. <laughs> it's just well, like, yeah. Was that on Game Pass? Uh, was that on Game Pass? I'm trying to remember. No, I think I think that was one game I picked up free a while back on Epic. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I played that in October. Okay. So, but it's definitely cool. I think it's worth looking up some videos or checking it out if it looks because I think it was fun. So it it surprised me. Um, and then the last two games, I'll kind of save the talk for later, just because we're gonna give them kind of like honorable mention shoutouts for our top five. <laughs> didn't quite make the top five but i think they're worth mentioning so cool all right um sadish you got anything to, to add about destiny since i know you've been playing that anything no not really um <laughs> the new season's begun and it's more of the same grind and you know whatever <laughs> the the new lightfall dlc is going to come out in February so that's going to be pretty cool uh, we're going to get new uh, new subclass we're going to we're going to head up to 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 Neptune and meet some Neptunians. crazy like <laughs> guardian-esque other people which is like apparently the the thing is that like okay so this is stuff that you it, this is lore Okay, so this is lore. It's a little bit of lore. I'm listening, so, but I'm gonna go get a During drink. the Golden Age, <laughs> when the Traveler had arrived, before the darkness arrived, um, you know, humanity spread across the solar system, and then the darkness came for the Traveler. And then, then when that happened, we had the, I forget what, what, what the thing was called. The Collapse, I believe that's what it was called. Basically sort of like Armageddon-ish, whatever. Uh, but so the so majority of the solar system or all the solar system like you know was hit by it and you know all the golden age tech and whatnot you know reverted back to you know it became like feudal lords and stuff you know light bearers you know had their own like kingdoms and whatnot but anyway and now it's come back to like modernish quote not our modernish but their space modernish times <laughs> but but off on Neptune, the darkness never happened, or the collapse didn't happen. So, so the human race kept on advancing. So, so we're gonna end up going there, and uh, we're gonna probably meet some new people. New, uh, they're I forget what they're what they're called, but they're like guardian adjacents. Like guardians use the power of the light. You know, you know, gifted them by the traveler to do all their wondrous stuff. But then on Neptune, uh, there are these people who have basically they're soldiers and and they've sacrificed like half of their their lifespan to gain like powers equivalent to that of Guardian. So we're gonna end up meeting them and fighting Callus and the Witness and all that stuff, whatever. That's and words and terms that you don't care about <laughs> but but the thing about hey. it is the fact that it's um it's it's starting to get near ish to the end of destiny 
right. Yeah. And so they make it Destiny 3. No, there's not going to be a Destiny 3. <laughs> uh, originally, the plan was to make a Destiny 3, but now that it's become more... Game as a service. Game as a service, you know, with these DLCs and whatnot, then it's just like Destiny 2 just keeps on iterating. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah. They, they definitely modified that game so much from what it was originally. Oh, yeah. So it's it's, it's kinda... unrecognizable, except for, like, just, you know, amazing gunplay. Yeah, for sure. I mean, out, like... of every, out of every, like, shooting game I've played, like, nothing nothing compares to how good destiny feels yeah i mean it feels like the thing that was the thing for me with destiny is like it's it's it immediately was like this feels like halo this feels great like that was yeah and that's that's exactly what it was like controls were tight everything felt great and that's what kind of sucked me into playing it It was so much fun to play with people and uh you know i I totally understand why you like it so much because I was there in D1. I played I mean, the hell out of it. In also, D1. I mean, <laughs> so. like Chad, you remember, like when I when I came to work with you guys, you know, I was complaining about Destiny. I was like, oh, I'm gonna quit this game uh, because it was just me. But then I found, uh, you know, a clan. Yeah. And then after that, it was just like, well, I'm stuck in Destiny now because I have a group of friends to actually like. Play raids with and end game activities. With, yeah, because because we you were can't playing. Really do by yourself. Yeah, because we, we were playing. We were playing. James and I were playing um, on Xbox, and then we had you know I had some other friends too. So you know we were always talking about it, like about like what Zer had and you know all this stuff for the week and all the weapons, but like we couldn't play together. So it was like you know, but I don't know. I am definitely glad I don't play it anymore because. I feel like it would just consume me in the sense of like you have to play it so much to like you know to you have you know what I mean like you have to keep playing to get all your stuff to stay like relevant and but also I mean, you don't have to so here's the thing that I think it's a lot of people are gatekeepers about it but you really don't have to as long as you meet minimum power requirements it doesn't you, matter. Like, like the reason the reason people grind is for like that specific like weapon drop. Yeah, I mean, I that get specific that. armor drop. But if you don't have it, it doesn't matter. Like, I'm I'm a bit OCD about it. You you seen me, you know, show you guys my 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 armor loadouts and you know how the stats have to be a certain way. But the people I play with, they don't care. You know, they just pop on whatever armor works, and and if like the the weapon has like, even one perk that's cool, then they'll use it. That's the thing. Like, some weapons are just good, and the perks just make them better. Yeah, yeah. And as long that. as you're, you're you're you know you're doing with that, then it's good. I mean, there's meta and everything, and you know, I get I you know I start getting angry about it because you know going to Crucible and it's like. All these people, you know, using these cheap weapons, and it's just like, oh, this is not fun. How is this fun for you? Because it's the same boring thing. While here I am using some scuff loadout, you know, it is yeah. fun though, because like, you know, you you outgun someone with your scuff loadout against like this meta weapon loadout, and it's like, dude, it's like, what is what's the point? And like, and it's even funnier when. Um, when you're just like creaming them, right? And then like halfway through the match, you start seeing 
you know, meta weapons start coming into the <laughs> into the enemy team because they just can't seem to handle playing unless it's these overpowered weapons. Yeah. So it's kind of it's kind of fun because it's it's kind of a you know jerky kind of way of you know. <laughs> but yeah. I was, I was just gonna say it's funny how the the PlayStation uh, report year in reports came out and your playtime for Destiny alone is greater than me and Chad's total PS5 playtimes combined. <laughs> <laughs> Probably like yeah, it's like more than my like entire gaming this year combined, yeah. like like across all platforms. Because, yeah, I'm probably at, like, three to four hundred hours, like, all year. I mean, based on, no, not even that, like, less than that. Probably, like, yeah, it's just, like, 200. So, that's pretty crazy. Based on IGN's How to Beat or whatever, it's, like, 208 hours is what my total playtime was <laughs> for the year. But, it's pretty nuts. But... Well, that was a that was a long playlist <laughs> for yeah. for us, but uh, you know we, we talked about our stuff. So let's jump to the next one real quick. We got some new trailers for the Super Mario Brothers movie, and that second trailer was awesome. Totally. The second one definitely sold. I mean, the first one was cool, but yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm the first awesome. yeah, the first one sold me regardless. Like I, I'm gonna you know I'm seeing this movie day one. It looks it looks great. The animation was fantastic. Like everyone has like. That they're the Nintendo personalities, but they also have like the personality of like the actor kind of like built into it. Like Bowser's Jack Black is like you can tell it's like Jack Black still, but like Bowser's still big mean Bowser, but he's kind of like sarcastic. Like he's got that you know thing, and um, you know they've got all the the humor that they tossed in with it, with like the Koopa, the Koopas getting hit and like the snowball fight and like all that stuff they showed in the first trailer. Um, it just carried over more in the second one with with Mario and Donkey Kong and like the the biggest thing that that shocked me or was was Mario Kart. I wasn't expecting to see anything Mario Kart related. So when I saw like him jump, like when Mario jumps over the thing, and then that everybody's carting behind him, I was like, this is so cool. I'm so in. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I kind of like I showed it to my son. Like I've shown it to him a few times and like. Every time we watch it, I get like kind of goosebumpy. Like, ooh, I can't wait. This is gonna be so cool. And like, I'm excited for him to see it because, like, you know, we didn't have that as kids. Like, you know, we had the original oh, we, one. We had <laughs> <laughs> so, but it's just so cool because it like it just looks like so much fun and and it's like, you know, it's not Disney, but like it's kind of got like. I kind of get that like Wreck-It Ralph vibe out of it, where like you're gonna see all the Mar, but it's like all the Mario universe coming together. Like, yeah, so it's kind of like that Wreck It so Ralph many, thing. So many, like, Easter eggs. Easter yeah. eggs, yeah. yeah. Just very Mario specific, but that's still so much fun. Yeah, like, just everything, like, like when, like, the trailer opens with Mario walking out into a coliseum to fight Donkey Kong on the rafter. It's like Donkey Kong, like, rafters. But then, like, when he walks out, it's going, Mario, Mario, <laughs> just like Smash Brothers. And like, it's just like, it's so cool. Like, I don't know, just how they tie it all together. And, and, uh, like, I, even like the, the video game awards had a, had a new quick little clip and it showed him walking through like 
like toad town or something it was like mm -hmm. and like the antique shop with like the 8-bit like it was like antique shop and it's like all the like the music box for mario 3 and like just all these old items and it's like this is so cool that like how they just tied it in to make it work and it it looks like it fit and it makes so much sense to be this like sell it as an antique like you know because it's old and, yeah i don't know it's just it's they just that alone shows that they're taking so much care into making this movie like like appeal to everybody appeal Talk to the entire that, uh, fan base the clips specifically from the game awards I, i'm super excited for like how they're handling the music for the movie like how they get those underlying mario tunes into the movie and make it fit so naturally i'm like oh i'm just yeah grooving and having a happy time watching this yeah i'm i'm so excited for that movie like that'll definitely like you said it'll be like the return to the movie theater oh yeah that, yeah, that'll yeah, be the return a nice theater. week day to go see that yeah, yeah. playing the whole theater for myself <laughs> probably be like impossible to go see that by yourself regardless of the day of the week when it comes out like the movie's gonna like we all know like you know nintendo sells like everything sells billions like or you know millions or whatever so i mean i, I could easily see this movie being like it's gonna be the top grossing animated movie of all time i could yeah, i could easily see that I could. I you, doubt that. You doubt that? Yes. I could totally see it happening. I could see it happening. I do. I could totally see it happening. Like, I don't even know what the, like, top grossing animated film is. Like, let's see. Top grossing as the animated. Lion King. It's going to be one. Point six billion dollars. Wasn't it like Spirited Away, and then like after that, that Your Name movie? Uh, Lion King, the remake, the new one, the new Lion King remake. Yeah, no, Mario will outdo that. Mario will outdo the Lion King. I, I no. And I Frozen Two. Both of you are are in Nintendo rose-colored glasses, so I doubt that. But do you understand how crazy Nintendo fans are, though? It's like, yes, we. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. I think it's gonna it's gonna it, do well, incredibly well. This isn't well. just Nintendo fans having to buy like one game. This is Nintendo fans having to buy a movie ticket for their entire families of kids that they've now raised and multiply that by yeah yeah like mario mario is the most recognizable like animated character in the world <laughs> he's like the mickey mouse of video games yeah so i mean he basically is i mean mario's do you say bigger than mickey mouse these days like yeah. like i'd say so because like especially after this like they are trying to brand Mario into a bigger and bigger icon. Like, right now he's kind of just like the face of video games, and now they're pushing into media and movies and merchandise. And, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's... It's... Parks. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's gonna... It's gonna... It's gonna be that. So, 1.6 billion worldwide, too. So, worldwide? Even if... Yeah, like... <laughs> no. Okay, we'll, well we'll have to see, but that'll be a uh, Reddit. Even though, it'll crack this, this, this is the 50. person who's saying for spoken demo was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I could see it doing better. I could see it doing better. So, just be. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, it's just it's it's Mario. It's huge. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. But I'm excited. I'm super excited to see this. Can't wait. It's coming soon. Just a few more months here. You know, we have a we have a, a, a nice April May. April we get the Mario movie. May we get Zelda. Yeah. Living good. Next year, 2023. Good yeah. year. It's gonna yeah. be a good year. Yeah. Let's knock on some wood there, cause. <laughs> <laughs> it's not looking better. The bar is low. Yeah, that okay. is true. The bar is low. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, speaking of ridiculous numbers, let's talk about <laughs> the PSVR 2 and its launch price. <laughs> yeah, $550. Uh, it's a bit much considering there's no uh, backwards compatibility. Um, I mean, the specs are good. The specs are good on it. What's like awesome tech for, like, I guess, high end VR for, I guess, a reasonable price? Yeah, I mean, I anything PC, like, high-end, like, you're looking at a grand. Yeah. Like, Valve Index and HTC, and then, like, the new, like, crazy Oculus meta stuff. If that's even coming out, I don't know. Is that still even a thing? Since I know they fired a bunch of people, and they're, like, claiming the metaverse was a flop, <laughs> which everyone said it was. I don't even know if that, like, $1,500 um, head unit's still coming out or not, but... That wasn't even for gaming. That was like for workplace and stuff. I don't know. Um, yeah, it, it's it's a high price. Uh, I will. I really wanted to play Astro on VR, so that doesn't really help me in that quest. Um, probably hold off on it unless something like amazing comes out for it. Something That's exclusive. Crazy. If the, yeah, I don't know. I mean. I have to see, maybe get a good deal down the road or that, that's whatever. That's the weirdest part. They always have like very little incentive in the way of games. Like the only big name that they're trying to push with it is that Horizon. Yeah. Uh, the Mountain. I what it's called. Mountain something. Mountain Call, I think. Call of the Mountain. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's like the big thing they're pushing, which makes sense because that's one of their biggest franchises right now. Mm. But. I don't know, I just... Nothing's... Like... I already have a VR headset that I don't use. <laughs> I don't need another one. <laughs> you know? Granted, my thing is, like, it's wired if I... I mean, this one's gonna be better because it's gonna have the cameras and stuff. You're not gonna have to have, like, the whole sensor and eye toy and all that stuff set up. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, and that's... the controllers look so much better than those wands that they had yeah so like that's my thing with my oculus like i've said multiple times like having to set up sensors and like having a wire and everything just makes it a pain i mean granted the ps5 will still be wired but um just one though that would be comparatively a lot simpler than what the previous one was yeah so i don't know i mean like i think i think i'm probably done with vr like i'll play once I get my area worked out, <laughs> I'll have a little spot to play VR eventually again, and I'll get back mm -hmm. into like some Beat Saber and maybe run through Half-Life Alex again, and still have to check out Expect You to Die 2 and some other VR stuff that I've heard about recently, but um, 
again, it comes down to like I hate that VR. There's all these exclusive VR stuff. I wish it was all just if it's VR, it's available everywhere, and then you can just pick your yeah. your headset of choice. Because VR is already such a like yeah niche market. Like, yeah, why it's segment it further. You're segmenting it, and it's such a high cost of entry that it's like it doesn't help the case. So it's tough. I mean. As much as I would love to, like, you know, like, I'd love to play Astrobot, but, like, uh, do I really want to buy a VR headset just for that right now? Like, eh, no. But, but again, it's one of those things, like, I think getting my Oculus was, like, I always felt that way before getting it, because I never played VR. Like, I just did demos. I'm like, it's cool, but I don't know. Like, I, I really needed to get my own headset and play different types of games to understand what VR can deliver. And and that's like that's the biggest thing with VR. It's it's a 100% solo experience. I mean, unless you're playing like multiplayer inside of a virtual environment or whatever, but um but still even then like I remember trying to play like tabletop simulator with you guys and I was playing in VR. It was like so weird and like just didn't feel natural. It's like I'd rather just get on the mouse and keyboard and <laughs> I don't know. It's it's just a weird thing. So um yeah, it's probably a pass for me, at least for now. Um may if they do a price drop or if something like really groundbreaking comes out for it, maybe it'll be a consideration. Um, it, it needs it needs some more incentive, either games or price or something. Yeah, there's like nothing right now at all. Like, I feel like if they if they even just announced like the old games would work on it, it would be like at least a little more reasonable. Like yeah. you can understand like, hey, I can't I can't just play Horizon. I can play all this other <laughs> stuff. Like I can play yeah. all the Moss the Moss games. Play Astrobot. I can yeah. play Tetris right, right Attack. Right now they're only hurting themselves. With yeah, this. so I don't get it. Like, there's no reason for it. Like, I can't think of a reason why it wouldn't be backwards compatible unless it is just something with the way the games track. But again, on PC you can play any of the old like. You can play any of the old and any of the new VR games. It, there's nothing there that stops it, depending on how they control. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. Sounds like they're just gonna make it a update later because they know they can sell it now, get people to buy the game, same game twice. And, yeah, maybe. And it's gonna sell it anyway, so might as well. Or they'll add a PS Plus VR tier, and then you just subscribe to that, and then you get all your PS. VR games for a monthly cost. That might be the way to do it, honestly. It's not a bad, not a bad idea. And everyone will be like praising them for fixing something. That yeah. There you can send my royalty checks to <laughs> Cuckoo Attack. After. <laughs> yeah. But um. But yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's a pass for me at that price. Yeah. Yeah. If it, if it was like 300 maybe but like yeah five's like rough <laughs> it's, it's so hard for me to swallow when i got the first vr set for 200 with two games i'm like what yeah. a deal what yeah a deal. Was... yeah if i could get the first one cheap i'd probably do it um i've seen it i've seen it in stores for like 150 but then like it's kind of like do i still want to pay 150 for an old headset 
and then I'll have to buy, I'll have to like get the adapter so I can hook it up to my PS5. Oh, yeah. So I think it makes more sense to just steal yours for a week and then play Astro and then give it <laughs> back to you. So <laughs> might have to do that. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think that's all there's to say about that. Um, so uh, yeah, game awards. Game awards time. Game awards. Quick, quick, quick update on game awards. Recap. Some highlights. So. The big thing for us with Game Awards was betting on who was going to win what for our fantasy for our fantasy league. Um, That's the main reason we watched. <laughs> yeah, so our fantasy critic league uh, is basically wrapped up at this point of the year, and uh, we have a new champion of right. Announcing it live here. Yeah, just go ahead and do it. Might as well. Writer Games. Writer games. Yeah, started started off slow. We we all started off slow. Uh, objection uh, objectionable content jumped out to a, a huge early lead. Huge early lead uh, with the with the strategy of picking games that actually had release dates and everything releasing uh, within like the first five months of the year, something like that. Pretty much. Um, Everything felt like one of the games he drafted was like released by June. Yeah. So, uh. I came in last again. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had hope. I had hope. I broke 100 this year. That was that was a goal. I was, uh. If you look back at 2021, you're like, I only got 80 that year. <laughs> I, I, had, uh, I had very high hopes going into the last. Uh, three to four games of the season and uh, they all bombed with those games being uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, Valkyrie Elysium, which became our worst rated game of the year, so I will be playing that. Yes. And, I, uh, I would hold up a copy for you to play but it's in the, in the other room. <laughs> <laughs> and a... Uh, a very disappointing review score for Sonic Frontiers after the high praises it was receiving before it was reviewed. So um, definitely didn't didn't get what I was expecting out of those games. And then also a kind of a kind of an expected counter pick of Stray kind of bit me. Um, but but really the Valkyrie Elysium getting negative four and then Pokemon and Sonic only getting four points total canceled it out so it's like having three zeros that didn't that didn't help me so um yeah better luck next year zelda also not coming out this year and silk song not getting a release date so i could drop it pick up sports story that would give me up i'm still kind of wondering if that's even gonna happen now sports story is even gonna come it's out this year December. It's, we still yeah. have no like date we have no date and we have like 15 more days of december <laughs> so unless, unless they're just planning to like shadow drop it on Christmas, like ho ho ho, here you go. <laughs> Maybe I mean that that was the last update they Cybar gave us before they just announced December was a Merry Christmas update last year. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see. But um, but yeah, congratulations on your win. Thank you. And uh, um, well, I should also say congratulations on your win as the yes. betting special that we had for the game awards yeah so uh we did 15 categories 
and uh, I got eight of them correct. So I was pretty happy with that. And uh, I will be taking number one pick of Tears of the Kingdom, Zelda next year. Um, and that's all that matters. Which, 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 as of like looking at fantasy critics, like the many drafts that are ongoing right now in other leagues, that is definitely the number one pick across like every league. Yeah. It's like not even a question this year. Yeah, for sure. So we'll see how it goes. We'll see if I can uh, waste that pick or, uh, you know, <laughs> actually build a team around it and uh, a developer. So look out for Banana Die Donko next season. <laughs> and. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. But uh, but just some quick highlights from the Game Awards. Um, we had uh, an awesome performance from a flute guy during the orchestra. Yes. We had a very long acceptance speech from Kratos. Yes. That was for, for humorous. To be given away. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, of course we had the uh, the. Uh, Rabbi, formerly known as Bill Clinton, <laughs> crazy uh, Infowars kid that came out, but uh, yeah, that was that was that was weird and creepy. Yeah, it gives new dark humor to the previous joke in the show that someone in this room is a murderer. Yeah, which, which they showed Reggie. <laughs> right and wrong. Oh, it was great when they showed Reggie and, and yeah. like Kyle Bosman and stuff. <laughs> yeah, so it was uh very interesting to say the least i mean i i could definitely see next year having a bit more of a security oh, presence they're, yeah. they're gonna have to like you're gonna have to like register who's gonna go on stage and have some sort of badge or something so they can make sure that the right people are going honestly to it should just be like industry only like i don't understand yeah can watch it from home or something yeah so but um there was some bunch of a game announcements um Death Stranding 2, Hades yeah. 2, yeah. Dead Cells. I wrote a bunch down that I don't think we have much to say about it. But yeah, like the Dead Cells Return to Castlevania looked cool. I, I never played Dead Cells, but like just seeing the animations for like the Castlevania guys all going in, it was like really cool. Tying that together. Surprised. Yeah, for um, sure. The Bayonetta thing was out of left field for me, but according to what I heard on NVC last week, I don't know if you heard that, they said that yeah, if you. Um, they said if you beat Bayonetta 3 like the whole way through it was kind of expected so I guess okay. there's something in there that kind of points to this, this So that one was one of the weirdest announcements to me I don't understand who their target audience is for that cause yeah well that's think... yeah yeah, that's what that's what they said in uh, on on the Nintendo Voice Chat I, uh, IGN okay. podcast. So um, I haven't it played Bayonetta three. Time Witch, and <laughs> even even as it's like weirdly childish, like fairy tale graphics it's showing, it's a teen rated game. I'm like, who are you selling this to? <laughs> the same people who played Doki Doki Literature Club. <laughs> I don't know, but. Uh... Yeah, um, I guess yeah. There's a bunch of other stuff. I mean, like my it go ahead. Interesting. I I think the thing is you're you're expecting it to be like Bayonetta. existing existing people. So this is like a new, you know, kind, well could bring in new people into the Maybe. whole Bayonetta thing. So yeah, 
Yeah. So there's some other games. There's a there's a new Armored Core game coming out. Um, mm-hmm. the Star Wars Jedi Survivors coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, Looking forward to that. Yeah, that, that looked pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I'm not a big Star Wars guy, but it looked cool. Um, then we've got um, a couple games that stood out that looked cool. Earthblade looked awesome. Yes, that's from... probably my favorite announcement of the show. Yeah, that looked awesome. That's from the creators of Celeste, and it's like a mixture of like Celeste and Hollow Knight. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like Metroidvania style with like the tight controls from Celeste, I'm sure. Like mm-hmm. I don't know, it just it looked it looked really cool. Like that was definitely just, just a big open kind of like world to explore and like 2D platforming and it's that same killer music kind of accompaniment. Honestly it didn't show that much, but yeah, just the fact that I said from the maker Celeste I was like, yeah, I'm sold. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and that game Viewfinder looked pretty cool. That did look cool. That looked cool, too. We're always a sucker for a unique puzzle with the game. Yeah, yeah, so that, that looked really neat. So, um, other than that, that's pretty much what stood out, um, mm-hmm. for, for me and you. It wasn't, it wasn't too much, else. No. It was, like, was like... Judas, which is from the makers of Bioshock. I mean, I don't really know anything about it or care, but... I know that was a big announcement. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Sadish may be happy to hear about the Horizon Forbidden West DLC for Burning Yeah, Shores. can't wait for that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I was hoping for I was hoping for some for some Nintendo drops, but oh, I did was, I did watch show. <laughs> I did watch um, you know the YouTubers. I subscribe to play uh, the hide and seek among us hide and seek oh yeah yeah oh yeah that looks that looks like so much fun <laughs> oh yeah i forgot about that yeah, yeah. that did look that look and and you cool. forgot about hades too i think i mentioned hades too yeah just quickly uh, talked about it yeah i never played it like i don't know it didn't really appeal to me but just but everyone says it's great i mean it was rated as one of the best games of the year and uh, yeah it did win the many game of the year awards before so that's a big the... deal the sequel to uh, Death Stranding. Yeah, that was the first thing I mentioned real quick. But oh, I never, no, never played that. the first one. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's whatever. Yeah. <laughs> More creepy no, baby. I mean, hands. it's, it's I yeah. Know. The thing is, I would like to play it, but I would like to play it if it was a free game. I think I think more people were surprised at the fact that Kojima's next game is a sequel rather than something new. I think he's yeah. like supposedly working on something else too. I still want to know what this freaking astronaut night on the moon with a kid game they announced like at the very beginning of the PS5 was is about. You know what I'm talking about? I you remember? Do. I forget what it's called, but yeah. I have no clue what like, like there's it's just been silence. Nah, I don't know. There's so many stuff. I'm like so out of the loop with like PS5 games, unless it's something massive that gets you better, like. You better, you better start making your list. For yeah, no, I've got a list. I've got a huge list of stuff okay. based off of the game awards and based off of like when we were talking to Mike the other day and and like I mean that was older stuff, but still just in general like good games to play and. And, mm-hmm. and then looking at you know some of the 
lists you were showing me this evening and seeing some of your other picks and stuff and other people's uh you know anticipated games there's definitely games that i remember hearing about that i forgot about that i saw in the last couple days so um it'll be interesting to see what what comes out of next year so it's anything like this this year flew by this was such a fast year it was insane like i can't believe that we're already through another fantasy season and like you know we just we started i felt like we just started the first league and we're already <laughs> getting into our third season now it's kind of crazy but all right well let's do this we are at an hour 15 oh man we'll take a can quick break <laughs> it's fine with me we, we we can knock it out real quick but uh Let's go ahead and uh, pause it, and we'll get into our top five games of 2022. games played not necessarily released of 2022 and um, i'm gonna kick things off real quick just with two quick shout outs because so this isn't part of top five but um i played like over 60 games this year so it's very hard narrowing down my list <laughs> but uh two quick shout outs uh, one i want to give a shout out to this game called dundara uh i think it was called like trial of fears um it's a metroidvania game it's really really tight controls like if this was just purely by game mechanics it'd probably be my favorite game of the year it's just really really cool how you like flip around the walls and shoot and just really unique combat it's just really cool the only reason it doesn't make my list is um the world building didn't quite suck me in and it was like very abrupt ending so I was kind of disappointed at that aspect, but gameplay-wise, mm, so good. <laughs> and then my second shout-out is for Sonic Frontiers. Deserved more praise than it. All oh, the flack it got. It, did it you actually, did you actually beat it? I I platinumed it, sir. Oh, <laughs> that's how you can tell I liked it. <laughs> that game. I will admit it has bad, really weird design decisions. Like, like what you question designers that many times throughout the game. But the good in the game, like it has some really epic moments. It's just like really high stuff. I just fell in love with it and just the flow of the game and just uh, it was it was so much fun. Sonic, this is the direction it needs to go in the future, and I just respect you for being bold enough to finally try this so i have it on my amazon list i'm, I'm hoping to grab it I, I missed the black friday sale i should have just bought it myself but yeah i, I got it on sale for 35 dollars, which is like that's what i saw it yeah a worthwhile price point for that game 
kind of crazy because that that price it came out at that it came out like a week before that price came out so because because the game launched right before black friday so it's kind of nuts that that's the way it it worked out but it probably worked out well for them for that reason <laughs> so I, I definitely think it's been selling record numbers probably for that reason but yeah yeah. But, uh, yeah, with that, we can get officially to our top five. All right. So, so start with number five. Who wants to go first? Um, I guess I'll go ahead and right. do it. Okay. Uh, are we doing round robin, or am I going to do all of them for me? Uh, we'll, we'll keep switching, so we'll each do five, right. and then number four. Yeah. For number five, I have Spirit Fair. Nice. All right. <laughs> Yeah, I know you guys um, both played that this year. Yeah, that may be on my list too, in a different slot. Of, but yeah, yeah. out of the three of us, um, I definitely played the least number of games. So, out of the ones I have, uh, yeah, Spirit Fair, I'm putting at number five. Oh, tell the truth, I mean, putting these in one through five order, maybe like yeah. one, I definitely know one is, you know, one. Uh, but I'd say two through five are definitely just like it's it, tough. They could mm -hmm. be in any order. Yeah, yeah. But order order is relative. Yeah. Right. So so I'm going based on like like fun gameplay. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So so Spirit Fair is just chill. You know, not a lot of action. You know, and uh, some you know satisfying. I like when games like like are satisfying a little. That's why I like I like like in god of war like parrying it's just satisfying to parry just that you know and just like at that moment you parry you know it's just like something satisfying about that um but yeah for uh spirit fair i put it at five just because you know it's a fun game it's a chill game uh it's beautiful and uh it's got a it's got a uh touching ish story for certain characters um definitely some characters i was like get off my boat right now i don't like you um i don't Drop care about your water. story you're all jerks so go um but yeah it was fun uh it, it was it's been a game that i wanted to play for a very 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 long time and uh got it for free so yeah it's fun that, that's my number five all cool. right who's next you and me, Chad. Uh, I'll go. Okay. okay. Uh, I'm putting Demon Throttle at number five. Yes. Um, I had so much fun playing that with you. Um, a lot of it was just the gameplay, how we talked earlier, how things unlocked. Um, it just it felt like a very polished 8-bit shooter, which is right up my alley. Um, didn't want to stop playing it. After you left and I didn't have a copy of it, I wanted to just keep playing it and I didn't have it. I, I contemplated going to Best Buy and buying it because they did have a copy in stock. Um, I still might pick it up, honestly. Um, it is one of those, like, I, I think I might pick it up just to have it, like, in the collection because I, I enjoyed it that much. Um, and, and I would like to try it solo, even though I don't think I would do very well. <laughs> I would like to continue and see how, how much better I can get at it, but... Um, I just really enjoyed the gameplay it was it's fun and it's short enough that you know when we play together it's like 25 minutes to run through to get to the final boss um yeah. and it's just you know the way things unlock and then you get like um 
you know, you start getting power-ups and money mean stuff, and, like, it's just, it's really fun. Like, I don't know, that's that's my number five out of everything I've we, played we, this we year. We didn't even talk about, like, the sense of humor and just how gross Oh, yeah, like, and that's, and that's something that's, like, I don't even want to, like... Which I should have spoiled. Yeah, I don't even want to spoil it, but let's just say this, if you play it, when you, when you see the final boss, that happened right in front of my son... And it yeah. was hilarious. Like we, we, me and Patrick had a very big laugh over that. And you know, my son didn't know what was going on, but it just was perfect timing when he looked up at the screen like, from that? playing Mario Kart. But um, yeah, that was that game was just a lot of fun. It just it it was played at the right time, and was exactly what I was looking for for a good couch co-op game and that's the couch co-op has been you know we don't get much of that anymore outside of cuphead which i guess you can give that an honorable mention on my end we'll give give it out to cuphead hey, dlc um another couch you know couch co-op patrick and i ran through basically the whole game in a night um minus like two or like i think it was like two extra levels for money like we didn't even get all the power-ups and stuff um and we got stuck for like an hour and a half on like the hardest. Like we just happened to pick the hardest boss first. Um, but yeah, that game was that was a ton of fun too. So I'll, I'll give that the honorable mention. And uh, and Demon Throttle will be my number five. Nice. All right, all right. So my number five, which I struggled deciding. Like I definitely have a top four, but number five was always in flex. But I settled on Kirby. In the Forgotten Land is nice. my number five slot for this year, and that's just because it was an exceptional game from start to finish. Like, I don't care that the first half of the game was like super easy. Super easy is fun sometimes, and it was just like adorable. I loved exploring the levels and finding secrets, but. Uh, what really surprised me was just how awesome Kirby translated into 3D. It, like, works so well, especially for exploration, which is one of my favorite things in games. And the combat surprisingly worked well in 3D, especially when you get to the harder fights, the, like, secret bosses at, for the end game. There's some crazy bosses in the most, like some of the crazy bosses that I've ever seen in this game. <laughs> I watched you beat it, and that, like, that last... That was, was just the normal. Yeah, that was the normal. That was insane. Like I looked at that and I was like, even that. I was like, can I even do that? Because <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> like I know it's a Kirby game, and that was kind of the reason I didn't pick it up is because I played the demo and I was like, I don't know, it's a Kirby game. It feels so easy. That demo was so easy. I could just see myself getting bored of it. But like after watching you play it a bunch, it um, it, it did look like a ton of fun. I just you know couldn't commit to buying it maybe if i find it cheap one day i'll pick it up or something sure, sure. i can understand that. yeah but it is truly it surprised me as a delight from start to finish just awesome exploration uh, combat and uh i feel like i had something else i wanted to say about it but <laughs> yeah i don't know it was i just really really enjoyed that game it surprised me and that's what you find with a lot of my lists is games that surprised me in a way i did not expect so Kirby yeah. number five yeah and like speaking of like my list though like i played like 21 games this year and uh it's it's a little tough like i have definitely five games that i really liked and, and i'm picking them based on like said, just games you had fun with so 
like he said, they could kind of go in any order, um, except for like maybe like one and two, or mm-hmm. like maybe one, two, and three. They're kind of solidified. Um, I don't know. Maybe they can kind of jump around a little bit, but <laughs> but but definitely like there's other games I could have added on here, but but I wanted to put games that actually had some like substance to them that were a little longer than some of the like filler games I beat like poem and like tony hunks pro skater one and two like stuff like that games that i've like ran through hundreds of times <laughs> and like or games that i could beat in a night i didn't want to include on this list even though i i did play some really fun games um but i remember i wanted to say about kirby it, it, it nearly is either tied or very close to surpassing uh, my favorite kirby game of all time which is kirby 64 so that says a lot that's yeah <laughs> Excellent. It was great. So, it was just very, very great. For that series, it's been a long time coming for a game of that caliber. Yeah. So, cool. All right, what you got for number four, Sadish? For number four, I have Kenna, Bridge of Souls. Spirits. Another game that... Yes. What's that? Uh, Bridge of Spirits. Oh, Bridge of Spirits, sorry. Yeah, I don't know sorry. why I've written down Bridge of Souls. Um, <laughs> um, this is off to a great start. <laughs> <laughs> another game that I've been meaning to pick up. Uh, thankfully, I, I got it. You. Yes, uh, Patrick did gift it to me after he only played like half of it. Um, I played no, you played half, half or two thirds. Yeah, yeah, about a half. Um, yeah, super fun, super beautiful. Uh, like I said, um. I like the gameplay and the gameplay. Huh, it's it's weird how my how my gameplay tastes have changed a little. Um, oddly difficult game to play. Um, the 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 battles is as I mentioned before. You know, it's like God of Warish or like Souls like in that you have to parry, you have to dodge, you have to you know you have to keep track of the you know of the attack patterns of your enemies to know when to to attack. Um, difficult, difficult. Well, again, I played on dif- on a higher difficulty than normal. Um, so yeah, super fun. Uh, just beautiful to, to look at. Um, good controls, you know. Every- all in all, excellent game. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, uh, what was I gonna say? Yeah, it, it to me it it lived up to my expectations. So so yeah. I loved it. Great game. Uh, thank you, Patrick. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I gotta give that game credit at least for like the visual, just animation and world building. Like, yeah, I mean, it's it's a... for quote. I mean, it's considered an indie game, but it's got like a triple A kind of feel to it. Also, the way it was marketed and everything. Hey, so hey, you indie game at that. This is that yeah. first attempt. Yeah. <laughs> So it's just it's just nice to have such a high profile game that's colorful and happy-ish even though the subject matter isn't exactly happy-ish um but it's just it's just nice to actually have like like very vibrant colors on the screen yeah um, yeah so, yeah chat cool um number four i have banjo kazooie for n64 um 
I've, I've tried to beat this game multiple times in the past on the original N64. Um, I've always loved the intro to it. Like that, that is like that right there alone has made me like at least like fire it up and just play it, just because of the the intro is just so goofy, and the music and just like the personality of like you know banjo and everything. It just makes me laugh every single time. So um, I've tried playing it multiple times, like I said, and could just never get into it. But when it came out on Nintendo Switch Online finally gave me that like all right it's portable now i can play it whenever vertical save states (laughs) but but with that being said the save states were the biggest thing honestly like the save states were huge um there are like one or two areas that are kind of like unfairly difficult i think i feel like the biggest thing i remember doing save states on was like walking across like the like the really thin things when you had to race to get to the top of the tree or whatever mm-hmm. in and that one world the, the engine room in the ship yeah 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 with the propellers so like those were like the main things that i remember but those total huge huge help just to like like yeah it's it's cheap or whatever but like i don't have time to sit there and just keep replaying this stuff over, and over again. <laughs> like that's all it is it's a time saver you can do it it's just a time saver um but i i remember hating the camera and it's fine i say that you can play it portably but honestly i played majority of that game with the n64 controller for switch on my computer or like on my monitor streaming it um but i mean i did play a little bit handheld but um but i really i really enjoyed it um it it did a lot of things like once i got used to like the physics and controls of banjo and like doing the moves with kazooie and stuff like that it definitely felt better than in my previous attempts um but like I've told you, Patrick, multiple times, just like they they took stuff from Mario 64 and, and like fixed it. Um, and one of my favorite things that you can call a fix is like not having to leave the hub world or leave to the hub world after you get a, a jiggy or whatever. Like you could literally just in one playthrough of the level go through and get everything. Like up until you get to like when you have to go change between seasons and stuff. But like well, that um, order was. Special. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's just the way the game is made, but but it's different still. It's like, you're still not, like, you go in and, like, your progress is still made that you've done. Um, but that just, I, I really enjoyed that, and I, it made me, I remember saying that while playing it was like, you know, God, Mario 64 was awesome. Like, that's one of my favorite N64 games, but, like, leaving every single time and having to come back in was a pain but i understood why they did it is because the environment changed based on the goal you solved and you know banjo was just designed to allow you to explore and solve these puzzles and you know yeah. find these I secrets think, and i stuff. think that's the biggest distinction like mario is more like a playground while banjo is more focused on like exploration yeah just but no i I really did like that game and and it could be higher on the list maybe um it's hard to say because like i'm looking back at it now and i played that game back in like january or february it was one of the first games i played of the year (laughs) and uh you know it's just it's hard to kind of judge it now but um but based on my list of stuff um 
yeah, I think I have to put that up there as as a really fun game that I really enjoyed. So. Yes, yes, awesome. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just happy because that's like one of my favorite games of all time. And yeah. I finally got tried to play it. So. Yeah, because because the last time I played it was when you came to my house and we played it um, on the N64. I don't know if you remember yeah, that, yeah, and like I, I and I remember like getting stuck with the camera in the water, in, in the just, water. Yep. just, and I was like, I can't do, and then like he drowned, and I was like, I can't see where I'm going, I can't, I can't do this game, <laughs> and I just like gave up on it. But no, replaying it was definitely worth it. I, I don't know why it just clicked this this time, and I, and I really enjoyed it. You know, it, it wasn't as bad as I remembered it being and i didn't have like a ton of issues with it so <laughs> very good that's it all right so i guess it's time for my number four pick now um which i believe is gonna be what is technically my favorite game released in 2022 as my number four pick and that is tunic I'm putting that as my number four nice yeah, that game, that game is something special. That I am in awe of, like how smart that designer feels. Cause like I gotta, I gotta <laughs> give credit. <laughs> so for those who don't know, the game starts off what you think is a very traditional Zelda exploring, swinging your sword, fighting magic medallions, whatever. <laughs> and then all of a sudden. Even collecting these manual pages was just a cool idea. That's such a yeah. neat idea and how they implemented it. And you're using the manual and you're realizing there's little clues in here and all of a sudden the game turns into like an obscene puzzle game that's so brilliant. Like yeah. the level of depth that it has the puzzles that are in this game is so cool. It's like something out of the witness and it's just Yeah, so, it is. So, so cool. It's very similar to to as far as I got in the witness. <laughs> yeah. And so just brilliant, brilliant puzzles. Um, I love how the game has all these little moments of like you find a little secret and you're exploring and all of a sudden like double back and you're like, oh, that was there the whole time. And just those moments are so, so yeah. good. Yeah. And the final puzzle of the game is just brilliant. So yeah, I, I got to give the tunic credit. It's, excelled in every asset in that sense. Yeah, Tunic is also on my list, a little higher. Um, so, you know, I can chime in on it now and just say it when we get there. Sure. But, sure, um, sure. but yeah, like, that was one of the first games in a really long time where I was writing notes. Like, literally had, like, a book next to me with, like, all sorts of like arrows drawn and there all sorts of different I wonder directions. if it's this one or not oh no it must be a different one sorry <laughs> yeah i don't know where mine is but like yeah but like patrick and i were pretty much we were playing it around the same time and he beat it um he beat it a little before i did but like yeah i, I loved every every part of it. like i remember when we first started playing it, i kind of hated the combat I kind of hated the combat yeah. of it, but then like combat has its ups and downs. But like once you get through like that like second like the second fight. Well, I guess no. There's like the third fight. Like when you there's like a boss rush kind of thing. That was like the one bad part of the game. They yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this one little boss rush thing. However, the game gives you an accessibility option where you can just kind of 
beat it yes. if you get stuck. Like that is a, a hot tip for people. If you really can't, don't like the combat, turn it down. You know, go yeah. to accessibility and just enjoy the game for what its brilliant puzzles are. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, that game that game was awesome. Like collecting the manuals and just like trying to traverse the map and. Uh, we're all having camera issues here tonight. It's like going out of focus like crazy. It's so weird. Yeah, there you go. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it, it was a great game. Like I, once I started, you know, like Patrick said, once you discover like how all these clues kind of start opening up the world, it's like you're you're looking at every little detail of the map and and finding so much more than what you were finding in the past. And it's it's really really good very the game, well the done. game is so cryptic and like no hand holding at all which oh, could be a good all. or bad thing but i kind of liked it yeah just as it really forced you to like analyze and discover make your own kind of um just yeah discoveries yeah and i, I liked it and i think that that's one of the faults that against like why it didn't get more recognition at like vga is because of how you know non-mainstream it was like it, it was a big game it got good reviews but like it's you know throwing somebody into it like i mean i got stuck on it. i mean there's a couple things i looked up because i was like i don't know what to do like i just <laughs> can't figure this out and um but yeah it was i i loved it it was it was so much fun and yeah even even the combat like that was difficult like you weren't like severely punished like you know like you, yeah. you you die right outside of where you die like you didn't have to like backtrack where those, uh, statues were which are pretty plentiful. yeah yeah so it was it was awesome highly recommend playing that if if you haven't played it yeah. very good game. Uh, Alright, so Dish, that was... That was four, so number three. My now. number four, and one of Chad's numbers yet to be discovered, but you're number three. Alright, my number three is uh, Need for Speed Heat. Yeah, uh, it was a surprise. Um, not gonna lie, it's been a long time since I've played a Need for Speed game, and uh, again, another free game. <laughs> Thank you, PS Plus. <laughs> um, but yeah... Uh, we've talked at length, at least uh, Chad and I, and I, I don't know if, if, uh, if Patrick has t chimed in on it, but like the last like, excellent Need for Speed game I've ever played was uh, Underground. Most Wanted. <laughs> huh? Underground for me. I loved Underground. Uh, underground, Underground 2. Underground was my Wanted. favorite. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So this kind of just like dropped in my lap, and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna give it a try, and uh, yeah, I found it to be extremely enjoyable. Uh, my <laughs> my Destiny raid team joined in on it as well, and then we just started like racing together and everything. And uh, and before you know it, I was just like, I was having a lot of fun with it. At first, I I, was, I thought it was it wasn't very good. Like the like the the city didn't seem. Uh, populated enough for me uh but you know but the 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 gameplay is just so much fun and it, it's just so satisfying again the satisfying thing for me you know comes around for me um you know just making those turns and everything it's so good so much fun it just it's just a fun arcadey 
driving game, and I just I just thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, yeah, um, you get to customize your car like normal. You get a really schlocky story. <laughs> um, you know, just you know, uh, held together by just tissue paper kind of deal. Um, but yeah, a lot of fun. The cars are fun to play with. Um, any car, basically, you can modify any car to do anything. Um, that was just one downside for me. I I do like, I do like certain things in boxes just so I can like you know work around them. Um, but yeah, a lot of fun. Surprised me how much I got into it. And that was my number three. I, I want to make. I'm a... definitely looking forward to Unbound. Uh, I want to <laughs> play that really badly now, um, and it's got a pretty decent score. Uh, actually, no, it doesn't anymore. Say maybe <laughs> I was gonna say maybe one day it'll be free on PS Plus and it's yeah, be quiet. Um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead, Chad. That's your that's your number three. My number three, yeah. and it could be my number two. Honestly, I really love this game, uh, Cyber Shadow. Cyber Shadow came out, I believe, last year. Um, I think so. Yeah, yeah, it was last year. It was uh, published by Yacht Club Games. Um, and I, I always wanted to play it because it was like right there with like the Messenger vibes. And I love the Messenger. Cyber Shadow was completely different than the Messenger, though, like as I started playing it. Um, the controls felt so good in that game. Um, the music, the level progression, the sense of accomplishment when like beating something in it. Because a couple times I got stuck on it, and like, like towards the end you're like climbing up this tower, and I just couldn't do it. And like finally getting it was just like ah, <laughs> I was so happy like to beat that game. But but I I just kind of got on that kick of like, you know I've always loved Ninja Gaiden. Um, loved the this was like. Ninja Gaiden meets Mega Man. Almost. Yeah, exactly. Because um, you had like your power ups and like just I don't know. I I really like this game. Um, and I didn't think I was gonna like it as much as I did, but once I started playing it, I was I was hooked, and it it satisfied everything <laughs> that I was looking for at that time for playing games. So um, it was kind of disappointing that it was over when I beat it. But don't get me wrong, I was happy that I finally beat it. But um, but yeah, Cyber Shadow was awesome. Um, I would love more games in that. Again, this is another retro style game. I mean, it felt like it was straight out of like an 8-bit, 16-bit, you know. Even game. like the cutscenes and everything. Yeah, yeah. It was it was really really great, and it was it was hard. It was still challenging. And there was definitely, there was multiple times where I was streaming to Patrick. I'm like, well, I guess I'm not going to get past this part. And then like <laughs> five minutes later, I'm past it. And then I'm like playing it for like, you know, hours. But but I do remember there's a couple times where I literally go, got like stuck in one spot for like an hour because I just could not get past it. Um, it, it was a challenging game. And because when you, when it did, it did feel fair. But like when you died, like you had to make it to the checkpoint. Like, you saw a checkpoint. Checkpoints were sometimes far apart, sometimes close. The ones that were far, like, uh, They weren't yeah. horrible, but it was definitely, like, 
like the tower climbing thing was like oh my god and like i'd see it and then i'd like die right as i'm getting to it like i would miss a jump or something miss like a, a bounce jump or whatever because yeah i don't know though but that game was that game was awesome if you like any like yeah ninja platformer like definitely cyber shadow gotta check that out fantastic I knew game. when i played that game i was like chad would love this <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Cyber Shadow was awesome. That could easily, yeah, I don't know. That was a great game. <laughs> so. All right, all right. So we're on to number three for me. Yep. Um Yes, okay, yeah. So my number three game, which I'm kind of cheating and putting three games into one, but. <laughs> <laughs> I know what it is now. <laughs> now you know what it is. The Dongon Rafa series. <laughs> which. I, I played the whole series for the first time this year from like January through and I think it lasted me through almost May. It was a long I was gonna say it's like through the summer. <laughs> At yeah. least into the summer. I think each of those games ended up being like forty hours, give or take. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, didn't you say between all three of them it was like hundred and eleven hours or something like that? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, but they were great. They were such great games. Uh, so they are kind of like visual novel, kind of almost like Phoenix Wright-ish games. But you're also like detective murder dating sim. It's really weird. It mashes all these genres together. And I feel like that's kind of half the appeal of the game is it's always trying to surprise you in some weird way like and we're gonna do this now and we're gonna do this and now you're playing hangman while trying to find out who's the accuser and you're like what's going on and as you're trying to like solve evidence to find who's the guilty party in a court case you're like shooting truth bullets and your evidence and you're like what is this game it's so bonkers <laughs> <laughs> but you just learn to go with the flow and you kind of love it and more than that, you you grow to really care about the characters, and the story is so weird, and just you get so intrigued in the mystery, and this crude little bear. It's just, yeah, I don't know. It surprised me in so many ways, and at the end of the day, like I think back fondly about these characters and the really crazy scenarios that they got into. So uh, I I have to like rank it on my top five just for that so don't gone wrong but play those games if you like phoenix raid or uh zero escape games it's kind of like that too yeah, yeah. And, which i think the reason why it reminded me of that is the same developer as the zero escape games okay spike soft i think is what they're called i so, forgot the name yeah 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 nine 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 was awesome I love oh, that game. I, and I still never beat Virtue's Reward, or uh, and I never played the other one. I never. I was not as a fan as the second two games, but yeah. just because I kind of went a little too into the saw aspect. I don't know. If yeah. Nine 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 was awesome. Like, like when you recommended that to me, and I I went out and found a copy of it and bought it. Like I I, I loved every every minute of that game. That was fun. So that was like the first like that was one of the first like visual novel style games I like got sucked into. I, I was slowly pulling Chad into the visual novel. You're just trying genre. to make me read. 
<laughs> That's just you tricking me into reading by playing games. Because <laughs> then it was uh, all the all three Phoenix Wright games. <laughs> yes. Uh, but. but yeah, there you have it. All right, we're, we're we're doing good. Hopefully. Yeah, we're not uh, too number, bad. Number two. Number two. Number two All from right. Sudish. Yeah. Uh, for, for me, number two uh, was part-time UFO. Nice. Yeah. Um, oh God, if I had... Because I would have given it an honorable mention otherwise. But yeah. If, if I had... If, here's the thing. So for me, it's a lot of experience. All right? So for me, part-time... If I had played part-time UFO by myself, I, it wouldn't have been on this list. But the fact that I played it with you was just it was just so much fun. Sure. Just playing co-op. It was it was just it was just so much fun. It was yeah, it was satisfying, but it was so goofy and it was so fast. And like every time we were just like screaming or just like, you know, just laughing and like how ridiculous it was. Or like, you know, just just the stacking would fall or just the level design of like the stack of the cheerleaders. It's just so weird and random. <laughs> yeah. I, have to, I have to check or, like, this game out. Oh, it's so or like that uh or like that art piece where it was just like so weirdly balanced and yet it was balanced. You know what I mean? And it was just it, it was fun. It was so much fun. And the the boss at the end was so goofy. <laughs> just yeah. like playing a game with somebody else can just make it so yes. much better. Like yes. I mean that's how like like Demon Throttle for me it was like playing that with Patrick. Like I don't know if I would have gonna... enjoyed it as much I, playing it solo. Like I don't I, know. I totally forgot about Demon Throttle. Me and Patrick only played it for like what? Like ten minutes or something. Oh, you no, guys were playing it, like it while I was with yeah. the kids, right? Yeah. And like just got immediately hooked on it even though come on I like i like died like two minutes into it and then patrick had to end up playing yep. it but like i, I kind of <laughs> got hooked on it just because it was so it was just fun playing together yeah yeah just playing together like and that's like cuphead like you know i i bought cuphead for switch solo and like i played like the first like half of it i guess like up until where you can see how many times you died and that's when i stopped and like I died like way less playing solo than Patrick and I did together, but I had so much more fun working together as a team to like, you know, kind of like, you know, get our patterns down and play. It just it just makes the game so much more fun. Each other. Yeah, like it just adds a different dynamic to the game, like having those like parry effects and you know, being able to have a different strategy and stuff it just it and then, then just like the camaraderie like when you beat it you're like yeah like <laughs> giving each other <laughs> high fives and like especially if you're stuck on something for a while and you beat it and it's like yes like just having that like excitement that's shared is like that's the beauty of couch co-op like like you can do it online too like when you, you know, like when we played like left for dead a lot you know it was like oh we got it we did it we got the gnome and stuff like that like it, it's still just as fun but like in person it's just like another level so yeah that's that's awesome that you you know we all have like that kind of experience <laughs> with the game being on the list yeah. because of that. So. summary co-op games are awesome yep <laughs> I'm glad, I'm glad I'm glad you have part-time UFO on your list because it really is such a unique co-op game and has like the perfect balance of like 
wackiness that you can like mess with each other but also like strategy of like okay so but how do we actually do this <laughs> yeah so my number two is tunic we already talked about it Nice. So that's that's oh. quick. That's yeah, very quick and out of the way. But yeah, no, I again, I I loved it. Tunic was awesome. Um, you, I can maybe switch Tunic and Cyber Shadow around because mm. those two games, I kind of, I think I played those back to back. I think it was Cyber Shadow then Tunic. Um, I think that was pretty close. It's very close. So like, I I. It, it would just they're, they're different games they're different style of gameplay mm-hmm. one's completely exploration and puzzle solving and the other one is just straight up action platforming um <laughs> loved them both in in their own respects but um you know being the zelda fan i am like i don't know like tunic having just like the the manual callbacks that just look like a retro nes can like manual and some of the some of the stuff that happens in the game that kind of makes it you know like hitting like the pause button to bring up the menu would like show like a crt glow in the background to make it look like you're actually reading this manual and stuff like it's just really really cool and that's yeah i think that's why i put it at my number two just i've enjoyed it that much and it's very nostalgic and everything so cool 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 yep all right so, that was quick. Uh, my number two. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> uh, my number two is a game that fans have long hailed it as like the best thing since Earthbound, which I can now agree it is probably up there. Is Undertale? Oh yeah, I forgot and, you played that. Yes, and that game was phenomenal. Just the writing was so witty and funny. The uh, combat was surprisingly like really unique and fun it was almost like a bullet hell but like with like humor and as like you're fighting like frogs and flies and stuff and they're like hopping in your box and you're like dodging stuff with your heart and um depending how you play it's either like a combat game or a puzzle game so like if you're trying to be merciful and not kill the enemies you're fighting you're it's a puzzle solving game you're like how do i befriend you or make you nice so we don't have to fight and it's interesting it's just very unique and like the music is so good and i can say lots and lots of great things about it but it's full of surprising twists and lots of heart and just everyone should play undertale now i'm gonna be one of those fans that now insist <laughs> everyone play undertale so maybe i'll maybe i'll put that on my list of games to play for uh 2023 i'll make a note do it. <laughs> do it do it do it make and the walls bleed i know there are multiple endings and i definitely cannot handle the harder ending it's way too crazy so i just watched a video of it but it was so fascinating like the depths that they explore these multiple endings i'm like this, this creator's a genius so Undertale, <laughs> awesome game so cool so glad i played it Awesome. So, so we're we're at the the top. We are at number one. Yes. Number right. one game of the year. For me. What you got? It's, it's a no-brainer. The two of these, <laughs> these two know what it is. It's Horizon Forbidden West. That's definitely the one you probably spent the most time this year, besides yeah. Destiny. <laughs> oh, freaking good. Oh my god. With the continuation of the story from from um 
zero dawn and and just uh the the lush environments the machines the voice acting i i uh, so it's just so good did it you like it so good to play did you like What's it that? more did you like it more than zero dawn yes, yes it is better than zero dawn it is tougher than zero dawn as well um that explains a little of seditious likeness of it <laughs> or challenge <laughs> yes i actually told Go patrick i actually told patrick that i i i might give it another chance the zero dawn that is i've mentioned it because because yeah. Anyway, sorry, I'm gonna cut off. I, I just don't know what 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 I could say about it other than it's just amazing and it's sometimes that's all you gotta say. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like the exploration and everything, the story. Oh, the story is just chef's kiss. It's like <laughs> because like you know who the bad guys are, but even like the bad guys can turn into like gray. And the morality of everything and it's just like it's just so well done and just the continue like i said continuation of the story from from zero dawn and uh frozen wild is so good frozen wild didn't exactly add much to the story it gave you a little like you know you know there's just, like something else in the world kind of deal you know like oh that's neat that's fun you know it's good to know you know that's just like a side thing you know, all you know, offshoot of the main stuff. So, but still, it's it's uh, it's well done. It 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 introduced uh, the big bads. Well, what you thought were uh, I'm not gonna say anything. <laughs> uh, because like uh, yeah, the sequel. Yeah, there's there's just definitely gonna the, it's to definitely gonna be a trilogy. <laughs> it's definitely gonna be a trilogy. Yeah. Um, it's uh, so well done. Ah. Oh. So, well, that's so my number one kind of follows along with your. So, you're picking, you know, a uh, continuation of a Sony franchise, and uh, I am as too. I am as well. I'm uh, I'm actually going to cheat and do God of War um, from 2018 <laughs> and Ragnarok um, as a continuation since I played them pretty much back to back. Again, like I said earlier, uh, it, it took me a while to get into the first one and finally sit down and, and go through it. But once I did, I, I got into the story. Um, but I found myself more interested in uh, the Ragnarok story, the continuation, um, with Atreus being older. And then, the you know, I'm not trying not to spoil anything for you, Sidish, since I know you're playing the first one now and haven't really done much with the second one. But um, just the 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 story throughout the game the growth of atreus um what you start finding out it, it just i really enjoyed it i wanted to know more it was very tough to stop playing each night at a specific time because that's like the beauty of that game is that it never felt like it stopped because even when you're like between missions, like the mission would end, but they just start talking about the next thing you're gonna do. And you're just like, that sounds cool, let's go. And like the little yellow icon would pop up and I just walk that way and <laughs> keep playing. Um, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, the ending of Ragnarok, like 
totally hit me um, emotionally that I didn't expect. Um, and I don't know if that's just because I'm I'm soft or because I have kids <laughs> or what, but uh, I don't know. It, it definitely hit me and more than I expected. And, and I think because of that alone, I have to put it as my game of the year because nothing else did that. Um, even though I was kind of rushing to get through it and I was getting frustrated with it, um, you know, I still had a ton of fun playing it. Um, I still feel like, like I said earlier, where like 70% of the game is a movie, but I was in for the movie. I wanted to be there. I wanted to watch it. I wanted to know the story. Um, I told Patrick last night when I started, when I decided to start playing Link to the Past again last night, part of me was like, maybe I should just go do side quests in Ragnarok. <laughs> but like, you know, um, there's... I feeling maybe after a week or two you might go back. Yeah, maybe. I just I just wanted to stop and be done with it and yeah. play something else because I literally played them, played them back to back and they're both about 20 to 30 hours. Um, and for me, my game time is, you know, nightly and then like hockey gets in the way of that and you know other stuff comes up where i don't end up gaming for a few days so um i just kind of wanted to be done especially getting close to the end of the year i wanted like a big game to finish for the end of the year yeah. and and i think that was that was a good one to, to push through and, and get on the list but but that whole series of god of war was that's my game of the year for this year so and I'm just gonna go ahead and say I'm probably gonna say it now like my game of the year next year will very likely be Tears of the Kingdom unless it sucks <laughs> like unless for some reason it's like really weird like uh, Majora's Mask or something and not that Majora's Mask you know I played it and I did like it but like at the time when it came out it was like I hate this game and everyone play it like unless it's something like that it's gonna be my game of the year if Mostly. only a sports story had come out within this recording that could have probably competed yeah maybe i mean i loved the first the yeah. first golf story was great so it'll be interesting to see what they do with sports story but yeah. but yeah god of war that's that's my number one of this year and nice and i'm just i'm just proud of myself this year being able to knock out 20 games regardless of of that's their that's pretty good you know like 208 hours of gameplay considering last year i beat five games total like i think i i think i played six games total and beat five maybe and one of them was like co-op like it's take it takes two which was like you know pretty easy like for both of us to play through but yeah it was definitely a, a different year this year as far as gaming i tried to make that more of a priority with my time and you know and that also included i didn't even add this year that i built like two arcade machines this year and like i played a ton of arcade games that like i didn't put on the list like i did put turtles on the list but like you know you can't beat donkey kong unless i'm like kill screening it and i'm not so like you know i played a ton of donkey kong ton of donkey kong jr galaga um actually i got a galaga this year too yeah so i had three year every year i had three i had three arcade games this year i was working on so like on top of that yeah it's and pinball too i played a ton of pinball this year um you know i don't even consider those being in in, in my list even though like teenage mutant Ninja Turtles pinball honorable mention awesome game so much fun i'd love to get one one day but yeah anyway 
that's it's been a, it was a good year for gaming and, and hopefully uh more more to come sure for sure so shout out shout out a game pass for this year oh absolutely <laughs> absolutely shout that's how he has plus free games that too that too, <laughs> that's man. Always good too man yeah like game pass was like shredder's revenge um i did buy cuphead i think i bought the cuphead dlc i think we did yeah. but like yeah shredder tunic and then like i think i played like 15 games on game pass at least yeah something like that that's what you played i had plans of playing more but then the controller like wouldn't work i remember i yeah, loaded up like turnip boy didn't work yeah. and yeah. a couple other games just would not work with my controller so but let's hear it. What's your number one, Patrick? All right. My number one, which you heard someone else mention before, but my number one is Spiritfarer. So, <laughs> yes. There you go. So, I won't talk too much long since we already talked a little bit about it, but my God, that game surprised and delighted me in ways that I did not expect. It just, I stood up. <laughs> yeah, your camera is out. Yeah. But, <laughs> Um, yeah, just the <laughs> art and animation in that game is so, so beautiful. Uh, the music I just relaxed me and made me happy. It's just, I love the flow of the game, the activities, and how you kind of manage and just feeds into one another. Like, you're cooking, you're fishing, and just while sailing your boat to another island, the exploration was fun. But most of all, I just loved the characters and the, the story of the game and how it kind of handled these topics of loss and um, just all the various ways like explored that topic in such well thought out and like caring manners and just it, it was so touching and, and it surprised me in fun gameplay ways too like how you meet some of these characters like i did not expect and i was just like oh okay so you're a character who's suddenly on my ship hello <laughs> um and the fact that it made me have this much fun and caring and for a game that has like zero combat it's just all kind of like management and exploring and just like there's a hug button more games need a hug button like, <laughs> i don't know how they made such a tender game with like no combat and i just loved it and so i hated hugging those people that i did not want to hug <laughs> but i had to hug them to keep their freaking happiness high uh I don't know. I, I grew to love every character, even the ones that were annoying. Like, I don't know, everyone had their moments, and you're like, you know what, I understand you, and I'm here to help yes, you. Yes, I agree. I agree with you, Patrick. Yeah. Yes, I can. They did a good job in allowing you to see their side. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, <laughs> I guess it's just my sensibilities where it's just like, yeah, I understand, but you still but... made those choices. Yeah. And those were bad choices. At <laughs> least in the sense of it may have been good for you, but it may not but it was definitely not good for the people around you. Oh yeah. So for me it was just like, no, I understand, but no, I still don't like you. And I feel like everyone's play experience can be so different with this game, like 
so it's totally dependent, but like I remember having moments where I felt kind of like chaotic, like, oh my gosh, I have too many passengers on my ship. Like I kind of wish some of these people would get off because there's too many things to juggle. And then like the following moment that like my ship is nearly empty and I'm like, I'm I miss my people now. This feels so <laughs> that, empty that, and sad. That's and when you like, realize, oh wait, I can get back to fishing. I, I mean, that's certainly something I did, but I was like, I kind of miss these presents around me, and just, I don't know, this game had so many feelings, and it's such an interesting game to play. I, I just, yeah. Did you guys play that on Game Pass? Yes. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, uh, yeah. I no, think it's... I uh, had it, I had it oh, on I, Game Pass. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Um, but... Yeah, so that is my game of the year, Spiritfarer. Um, I'm pretty sure there's like demos of it on most platforms, so if you're curious to try it, you can at least give it a shot. So. I was curious, I feel like I might have that from PS Plus as well. It sounds familiar. Yeah, I know it might not be for everyone, it's a very unique game, but it's just so refreshing. That Hello. wraps it up. We finished a little late, but we did it. We did it. <laughs> we have completed our 2022 wrap-up. Games of the year. We have a new fantasy season that's going to be starting. That'll be the next video that gets posted. will be the draft, which is, uh, as of right now, planned to happen next Tuesday, I believe. Um, tentatively on the 20th so and we are adding one new person to that so we will see if they want to actually contribute and be on camera or talk <laughs> or at least be recorded um if not they can you know we can always do the draft separately and we can talk and just have them draft decide we can figure all that out um our, our cheap friend's friend <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah so we'll see how uh how this season works out with uh we having a, a little smaller selection of games to choose from um counter picks will will be interesting and uh yeah we'll go from there all, all, all we know about next season is uh, Patrick and I have our Donkey Kong themed names and we <laughs> have uh, and, and, and I have Zelda. Zelda that's it that's, that's, that's the only guarantee at the moment <laughs> knowing my luck it'll get cancelled even though it has a date so <laughs> but no one will counterpick it no one will counterpick it this time no stained person will yeah probably not so that does it another episode another two hour episode so enjoy if you lasted through this whole episode thank they, you they like long <laughs> episodes for the end of the year it's true good stuff because other other podcasts aren't giving you anything during the holidays we're giving you two <laughs> hours of rambling of a wrap-up yeah it is of our year <laughs> Talking about Final Fantasy 7 and then going to every single Final Fantasy game in existence. <laughs> we got takes and you're going to hear about them. <laughs> so, with that said, everybody have a happy new year. Happy holidays. Stay safe. Happy okay. gaming. 
Merry Gaming. Merry yes. Gaming. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. Take care.